Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of In Between the Stitches. I am your host, Brady Wilson, and as always, I'm with my co-host, Chase Olschwanger. What's going on? And, uh, well, we have a lot of sports to talk about today. Some basketball, some football, some base. Everything is hitting. Uh, Zach Babb will not be with us today. He'll be with us next week, um, which will be an emergency episode. We're going to be doing it on Monday, uh, so it's in time for the baseball playoffs. Uh, now, that will interfere with football, so we won't be able to, you know, review what happens that night when the Monday night football. So we will review week four, really when we do week five as well. So we may we'll just do two for one. We won't even review what happens unless we, we, we may do the Cowboys, but like we won't really talk about everything else. We'll just push it back and do most baseball and basketball stuff and some hockey. So uh right now we're gonna start with basketball and you know normally in the past couple weeks there hasn't been much to talk about in yeah. the basketball realm. But today some news dropped, Chase, and I want you to uh, take it away. Yeah, I think if we were three hours or two hours ago, we wouldn't have, we still wouldn't have any basketball news to talk about. But um, some huge news just in the NBA in general. Damian Lillard finally found a landing destination. He is going to Milwaukee. Um, it's a, it's a, I, never, I didn't see that coming. I'll tell you that. I mean, I'm sure as well as everyone else that he was, you know, pretty much going to land in Miami. But no, he's going to Miami. Um, so at least he's going to be, you know, he's out of the Western Conference at least. So that's nice. <laughs> But um, I don't know. Do you like the Miami? Do you think it's a good fit? I mean, obviously, I'm happy that Miami didn't get him. <laughs> as a Dallas fan, I don't hate Miami. I just don't really like them. You know what I mean? Or, or, yeah, so I, I like it. I think that it's a really nice pairing, him and him and Giannis. I think oh, yeah, for sure. It just it feels like it'll work. And I think he's finally on a contending team that's, you know, I mean, you know, Portland has been a team that's contended, but they've never had enough to push it over the edge. They've always been, hey, they'll get there. They may reach the second or third round even, but then they're just going to get pushed out. Right. And uh, so I like it for them. I think that, you know, Portland gets back. It's not enough, in my opinion. And here's why. I think, and I was listening to 105.3, their coverage of it, and uh, Gavin Dawson on there on GBAG Nation was bringing up a really interesting point, which is he felt like the superstar trade bubble had popped. Like, if this was done two years ago, even last year, that he, they probably would have got multiple picks— and a lot more, but he and I, I think it was interesting to think about that. You know, hey, maybe that because you know you, you were seeing star players get traded for way over what they were probably worth, right? And so I wonder if this was kind of the you know the first maybe of a, of a line of stars that get traded for a little bit less, and it kind of the market needs to work itself back up, right? Because I mean, you know, Damian Lillard, yes, he's you know I think he's on the wrong side of thirty, but you know he's still a very awesome player oh yeah for sure you know, so the, definitely debate him in the top five point guard you know in the yeah. league for sure so, i no mean doubt. you know you could say age was reason they may have not gotten a lot but he's shown no signs of regression i'm not a basketball analytical nerd but i would be curious to see what the analytical stats that show regression would say about him but i guarantee you i, I felt like they they wouldn't say that he's going to regress he's looked like he's same on damian lillard yeah and I think being with Giannis will take some of the pressure off of him. For sure. Yeah, and the full details for this. So, obviously, the Bucks get Damian Lillard and Damian Lillard only. Um, the Blazers, in return, get Drew Holiday, which I believe they are going to be swapping. Yeah. Um, so, we don't know Drew Holiday final destination yet. But in the original trade, it was Drew Holiday, DeAndre Aiden, Tumani Kamara, and a 2029 first-round pick um, and a pick swap, I believe, in 2030. Um, yeah, they're far away. So, I mean, the Blazers got a good haul. Now, they're not going to be able to keep um, Holiday. But, I mean, I think if they kept Holiday, it would have been a great deal for them. Um, uh, let's just see what they get for, for, for Drew. Yeah, so we'll see We'll see what they land. Um, and then the Suns get Yusuf Nurkic to replace DeAndre Aiden. Which I love. Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. And I think that is a really, really good deal for the Suns because we all know that they went all in for Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant. They need that depth on the bench, and I think that's this trade right here kind of got them that when they're having you know guys like Nasir Little and Keon Johnson who are going to be guys that can go in and score um, and defend really well, really good three and D guys, and then you got Grayson Allen who's a great you know he's a good shooter, um, yeah. you know he's not really loved around the league, but um, you know he's a, he's a, he's a fine ball player and he's going to be that guy can give you ten points off the bench, um, and then Nurkic has a starting center I believe now, so we'll see how that I, works. I, I've always been a big fan of Nurkic just because he. He he's not a superstar, but he does. Trying to, how, how do I want to word this? He does everything well. Right. He's not elite in anything, but he just does everything well. If you know, if you need him to do this, this, and this, he can do this, this, and that. He can he can do anything. Right. And, I mean, I think obviously Aiton is more 
talented, but I think Nurkic just outplayed him so far since Aiton has come into the league. I mean, you know, Nurkic, Nurkic <laughs> has just been a very underrated center, and that's just because I've I've seen a lot of Portland. I'm a huge fan of Lillard, right? So I've, I've I try to watch as many Portland games as I could, and I you know constantly was making plays, constantly was I I just I like the way he plays, and I think it's going to really fit with Phoenix where. He was practically the number two option in Portland yeah. next to Damian Lillard. And now he can just be there. Hey, you do these little things. Be kind of the Dennis Rodman, play defense, rebound, pass, score a little bit. We got Durant. We got Beal. We got Booker. We don't really need you to be the big-time scorer. We just right. need you to you know play your role. Exactly. And, and with, I think he can yeah. do that. And now with this bench depth that they got, they have those options off the bench. Yeah. when you know Because you can't play those three guys the whole game. You just yeah. can't. To me, the Suns got the best haul. Yeah, for, De- for DeAndre Ayton, they got Nurkic and some bench and guys like Grace Now they got some nice bench depth for DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, and but Bucks got what they wanted, obviously, and, and then, the Bucks got one guy, but that's all they needed, right? You know, and I think you know you have Middleton, you have Giannis. It, it takes a little bit of the pressure off of off of them to be the the engineers of the offense. Right. Now they have a they have a conductor. They have somebody that can run it from the floor, and they can just. Score a lot of points, which is what they do. Best. And what's just scary is that even before, I mean, they, with the with the team they had, they were you know making playoffs every year, finals. I mean, they were dangerous as a team. One, you know, I yeah, mean, they, yeah. I mean, yeah, they won one. Um, so I feel like now adding lower, which as you said, takes stress off of off of Giannis and um, Middleton and Brook Lopez and all all of them. You know, yeah, you lose your guy, your defensive you know anchor and Drew Holiday. That's for sure. That's something you lost there. You're gonna lose that. Um, point guard defensive production. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think you could survive because, I mean, Giannis is right. a defender too. Right. Well, the, the only difference is now that you're going to be having a point guard that consistently scores 25 plus a game. And yeah. So, And I, I think that, you know, for Milwaukee, it just, they basically almost swapped Drew Holiday and some bench guys for Lillard. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they, they really didn't give up that much to go get Damian Lillard. It was, it was a nice, it was, I uh, know, you'll essentially, know, essentially, yeah. Those bench players, I know their names. I don't know which ones came from where. Um, but I assume which ones came from the Bucks. This is where my basketball. Grayson Allen. I said I thought Allen did. So I mean, they gave up what Grayson Allen, two picks, and Drew Holiday. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to remember At, if Kamara was again. There. This is where my basketball knowledge will will falter. Those bench guys, I'm not 100 percent sure on. But it's a good trade, especially for the Bucks. Yeah. Again, I feel like they won. I think the Suns won. I think Portland just kind of got what they could. I, I think they kind of realized, look, we're not going to get what the other stars were. I mean, Kyrie Irving, we didn't give up too much for Kyrie. I mean, you gave up Dorian Finney-Smith and, you know, Dinwiddie. I love both of those guys, but, I mean... Dinwiddie, as we talked about this all the time, back back when it first happened, Dinwiddie was replaceable because of Kyrie, obviously. But then and losing then your defensive guy. Losing Finney-Smith yeah. really hurt, but I think, you know, maybe you could have... I think you kind of replaced him in the draft with... Huh. Uh, oh, Max, uh, and got Grant Williams and... yeah. And, yeah, dude, getting Grant Williams was huge. Yeah. That was such a And I don't move. think we're done. You know, I, I still think that the... I was upset to see Aiden go to the Blazers because he was one of the guys that I wouldn't have been mad getting. Um, yeah. But I still have faith in Nico Harrison and Cuban to work something out for. Yeah, they could pull off something for something. I mean, because there is something that still needs to be done for this team to be a contender. I will. I, you know what? I, I would call Portland. Say I'll trade you Dwight Powell for Drew Holiday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that would be the steal of the century. So yeah. uh, again, it was. It's a. It's a very nice trade for at least two of the teams. I think Portland just kind of got what they could and just kind of went with it. They just didn't. It the new day was like, gone. So yeah. It's just so like, you know they they knew that you know look and they did they did the right thing. Yeah. Because he's given them years of loyal service, and he deserved to go to somewhere where he can win. Yeah. And you know the, and the report about Drew Holiday is that he's going to go somewhere where you know <laughs> the, they're going to trade into a contender. I like that you know they they didn't trade Damian Lillard. They're not going to trade Drew Holiday. To like the magic, <laughs> yeah. You go to Orlando, you know what I mean? Like they're gonna trade him to a team where they can go win a ring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Which is huge. So um, we're going to transition to baseball now. Unless there's anything else in basketball that needs attending to, yeah, I, I, I think now is when you know we're a month away from season starting. So I think now is where we're gonna be consistently getting yeah. some updates every week. Tra- training but, camp started. But, so. Yeah, training camp started. Mavs are back in Dallas. They're working out. They've been posting practice videos together. Yep. Um, excited for the season to begin. But yeah, let's jump into baseball. Yeah. Um, so a lot of baseball to talk about. Yeah. We got uh oh the Rangers. Now again, the Cowboys are coming up. They had a bad week. But Sunday I wasn't sad because the Rangers completed the sweep of the Seattle Mariners. And I was able to go to that Saturday game where Jordan Montgomery just was nails. I, you know, just was it seven shutout innings. 
The clerk came in, and it was glorious to see my guy just slam the door. But then, but then gave it, you know, he he gave it a base runner, and then they brought in Chapman. And I understand why they brought in Chapman. I know a lot of Rangers fans may be like, well, a clerk was going. And I they, was one of them. And what they and I I know why they did it because Boshi they they Scott Service countered with Jared Kelnick, who's a lefty. McClark has really struggled against left-handed batters. He just has. You know, he is one of those righty-lefty splits guys, it feels like, because what happens is this slider or a slombio, if you refer to it, it it doesn't, it when it doesn't slide to a righty, like Eugenio Suarez, it didn't, it, it slid over the middle of the plate, but all he, all he got was a double. But to a lefty, if they see that, that's going on the park. Yeah. I mean, that, so he just, sometimes if his pitches don't, you know, they don't move, it's bad to a lefty. It, it, it could end really badly. So I understand that they wanted to bring in Chapman to only get two outs, but it was very apparent you cannot pitch Chapman back-to-back days. Yeah. I don't care, Bochi, what he says to you. Unless it's Game 7, I would not pitch him. But even then, I don't know because his velocity was down. Because I remember expecting, like, I was, to, I, I, was, I was with my mom, and I was like, get ready to see 100. I think he broke 90. I know 98, 99 is still amazing. But his four-seamer was down to 95. His two-seamer was down to 97, 98. I don't think he hit 100 once. <clears throat> I mean, it was just, his, you could tell his velocity was down. And it, it, it and that's just something that's going to happen when he pitches back-to-back days. Yeah, we, We've seen this. He's pitched a lot in his career. He hasn't had too many injury problems, so he has a lot of mileage. It's a good thing that he hasn't had a lot of injury problems, but it's a bad thing because he, it means he pitched a lot. And so, you know, you've seen what happens <clears throat> 2016 when Joe Madden just threw him out there every night. And you see what happens. Yeah. It 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 almost cost him a World Series. Almost. And so you, you kind of saw that you don't really want to pitch him back-to-back days. But in the playoffs, you know, if you pitch him in a ALCS, you pitch him game two, well, then it's an off day the next day. So you're fine. It feels like if he, if he gets that off day, he's fine. So, yeah. But the Rangers... Hey, they won. It's all that matters. And we are sitting, as the great Red Barber would say, we're sitting in the catbird seat right now. You're up two. What are we up? We're still at what? Two and a half? I believe, yeah. Two and a half on Houston and three on Seattle. You're up. You're up two and a half on Houston. Like you said, you're up two and a half on Houston, three on Seattle in the division. I mean, it's. Uh, Listen, it's getting too close for comfort. It's pretty nice. I mean, it's. it. I'd rather be where we are than where the other teams are. Oh, for I sure. I mean, you, you've, you've earned where you are. And then looking at the wild card, you know, we'll do some uh, pennant race updates here in a second. But Houston currently leads that, uh, currently leads Seattle by a half game for the third wild card spot. And Toronto's up a game and a half. Obviously, Tampa Bay's already clinched a playoff spot. But them and Baltimore are kind of, they're, you know, theirs are still coming down to the wire. But I mean, it's it's a battle between a 98 win team and a 96 win team. Yeah. Um, but for the Rangers, you are sitting in the best seat in the house right now in your division. And that was afforded to you by and we, we and we here at Kane to you want to wish want to wish a very merry thank you to the Kansas City Royals for sweeping I mean I may I may send them a Christmas card, bro. Right. Like I mean this it was it was wonderful. It was to to Friday night be watching our game and then have the you know the Houston game and see them losing Saturday. I was at the game, right? Like I said, and you know we won. So then we're walking out, and we were waiting for it all to, you know, we we're waiting for the crowd to die down. And I was watching the Astros game on my phone. It was the ninth inning. There were two other Rangers fans standing about five feet away, and I heard them kind of talking about what I thought was the Astros game. So I walked over, I was like, "Hey, you want to watch it with me?" Like, sure. So we just sat there and watched the end of the game, <laughs> and we all hooted and hollered and fist pumped and high fived when Bobby Witt Jr. made that really nice play yep. uh, in the hole, and uh, it. Uh, it was it was really fun to be to, you know experience that with some other Rangers fans and you know other people. What are you yelling about? The Astros lost. Ah, you know, and we're all <laughs> high five. And it was it was you know just a great moment of ju- of jubilation. And man, it was oh, it was just so much fun to see yeah. that that Houston they can't say anything. And it's and it's I wish I had a time machine and not so I could go back and do something I guess really good. I want to go back in time just 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 a couple weeks with a picture. Of the current standings, and I want to look at all those Astros fans that were in my ballpark after they were slaughtering us, that were chanting "Let's go Astros," that were doing that stupid Chaz chomp, that were doing all of these things that was pissing me off, 
and and writing us off. I want to go back and just go <laughs> and show them that they that they they lost two or three from Oakland. They got swept by the Royals. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. The Royals have to feel good because at this point in the season, and with the draft lottery, you're not even fighting for a draft spot. You're just fighting to get slightly better, you know, uh, lottery odds. Right. But I, they're also playing for spoiler. Because now all of those guys, even let's say that, that, that there's a guy on that team that's never going to play baseball again, right? Let's just say, or he or he's a prospect that never pans out. He'll always be able to say, you know, you, you know, what I helped do, I helped take out the Astros <laughs> at the end of the 2023 season. Like it, it, it does mean something to those guys, and it and it gives the Royals, you know, a chance to you know feel good about their team heading the next season. Yeah. But it was very nice to see, and we had you know a tough stretch there. It got swept by the Guardians. But then took two or three from Boston. You know, me and you were at that Wednesday game, and it was just—it's a lot of fun to see us. You yeah. know, just score a lot of runs after not after it feeling like uh, you know we were the, those runs were hard to come by. But right now, top to bottom, your lineup's hitting. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got Josh Young back, Adolis Garcia, everyone that was supposed to get healthy. It feels like right now is healthy. Yeah, thankfully Seager is okay. He didn't break. I I was dude. I had a heart attack. Yeah, I did too. Because I was worried. Uh, I mean, if it was if it was a broken. Whatever, our season, our season's over. He's he's out for the playoffs, yeah. you know, and maybe you can try to scrounge together a win, but it, it, it it'd be no. really tough. So Young's back, Garcia, Evaldi's there. His last good start was good, and you know, something you want to see. You know, he's still not one hundred percent. No, he's not. Um, and then Gray, and I think he's still, you know, he's still he's still shaking off some rust. Gray looked really good. I, th- I, th- I honestly think it was just a precaution because he really looked like he was going to go back out there. Yeah. But they were like, dude, we have our bullpen. Just come out. Have a solid we, lead. We, just... we, we need you for the playoffs. Yeah. And um, But the big report, I think, for health-wise is that Max Scherzer, and, you know, they've been talking about it and, you know, on the KNC Masterpiece, I think it was yesterday, they, uh, you know, interviewed Bruce Bochy and he was like, well, you know, I can't, I can't do a Bochy voice. I can't, can't do that <laughs> deep voice. But Bochy was like, well, you know, uh, He's been throwing the ball well, and you know he's throwing, and so it, it's it's a matter of can he and and I was talking with my dad about uh, it's like I he knows a lot more about injury history than I do, and he was like, well, remember this is what Corey Kluber had with us. He tore that's this is what he tore with us after we traded Emmanuel Classe for him, yeah. <laughs> um, and he really was never the same pitcher after that. He's still been decent, but he you know that with mixed you know with some regression because of age. So you don't want him to tear it because that could really be bad for you. But I trust our tra- – we have a great training staff. I trust them. And I, I know that Bochy does not want to jeopardize next season. Of course not. Yeah. And but listen to me. If, if Scherzer were to tell me that he's ready to go and he can give you five to six good innings, i say get out there. And see, But see, I, I, I'm going to the training staff because Scherzer right now wants to pitch. That's just Max Scherzer. Yeah. I mean, this was a guy that was scheduled to pitch game five of the World Series <clears> – <throat> Had a neck injury so debilitating he couldn't do he couldn't brush his teeth he couldn't get dressed he couldn't get a bed he couldn't do anything and then a couple of days later pitches in game seven this is a dude that will pitch no matter what so I want to go to the training staff hey can he really and I think an interesting idea is hey Max don't be the starter okay we don't want you to start we want you to be a two inning closer we want to bring you in the eighth and the ninth and we and you shut him down I think or even a one inning closer. I think that would protect his arm a little bit more. I know that relief is something I don't think he's done that that much. But I think if you told him, look, if you want to pitch and we think you're, you know, we don't want to start you and have you throw 75 pitches multiple times, something like that, we, you know, to, to get the pitch count down, but also to get you in the most effective time possible, we're going to make you into a late inning guy. I mean, that would be, imagine your starter only needs to go six. And then you can go Leclerc, Chapman, Scherzer, done. Door slammed. I mean, I feel comfortable with that. And maybe it won't happen. I think we're all being a little more optimistic than it really is. Yeah. He, he, the likelihood is he will not pitch. And I don't think he'll be ready for a wild card, potentially. I don't think he'll be ready for a division series. I think he could be ready for a championship series. And then maybe a World Series if you get there. But we'll see. I'll tell you this. If we made it to the World Series, he's pitching. Yeah, oh, I, I think if it was, you know, hey, Max. Because I think if he would have tear with something in his body for us to win, I think he would do it. Matt, you know, Max, game seven. I'm, I, <laughs> Coach, I'm pitching. Max, no, you're not. Coach, you didn't hear me. Yeah. I'm pitching. Yeah. And I think, you know, he's going to go out there and he's he's a competitor. 
And, uh, you know, that is where he gets to make Mad Max from. You know, he, he is going to go out there and, you know, he, he doesn't care if he gets hurt. I think he, <clears throat> he wants to protect himself. But if you notice, he's been, he, he's been in the dugout. He's been one of the biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Austin Hedges have been high-fiving yeah, been and, and yeah. you know, you know, it, laughing. And, and it's great to see that. And I actually, I also think DeGrom will be back. In the, and I'd, I'd hope he'd be there in the dugout for the playoffs. I'd expect him to. Right now, I don't expect him to be in the dugout that much. Just because you're recovering, you want to be at home, I get that. If I don't see him in the dugout, I will be a little disappointed just because it makes that teary press conference a little bit more disingenuous. Right. Right, it just. It, but I, I think I think he would. He, Degrom wants a ring, he really does. People don't. Really, he was in the 15 World Series, they lost. They lost the Royals. So mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, he 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 is a ringless guy, and he he has accomplished everything. It it reminds me of what Walter Payton was saying before they played. In that, you know, in in that Super Bowl against the Patriots was, man, I've accomplished everything. I have every record at that time. I have everything I could ever want, but I don't have the ring. Right. And every everybody wants that ring. Right, guys like Max Scherzer, guys like Nathan Navaldi, guys like Corey Seager, they have that ring. And they're, you know, they're telling everyone else, you know, Bochi has three. Yeah. He can throw his on the table. So we're looking good. Yeah. But I listen, am, but they're still we're not in yet. No, we're not in yet. We're not in yet. We're celebrating, but we're not in we're yet. We're not in yet. There's a long way to go and it starts with tonight, game three. Gotta win tonight. The uh, you know, the one tied tied series. I mean, series doesn't really matter anymore. Just gotta win win games now. The Rangers are in the best spot possible because you're right now, when the way the standings are looking, you're the team that doesn't, you don't have to look at like, oh yes, Astros Mariners lost. Yay. Yes, that helps. But right now with the situation that you're in, yeah, you just got to win games. If you win games, you'll be fine. Don't need to worry about what other teams do. You got, and, and that's when that Bochy is definitely, he's been the biggest champion. I mean, you know, you hear it in every press conference. I'm not looking at the scoreboard. I'm telling our guys, don't look at the scoreboard. You win your games, you're in. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the other teams do. Yeah, don't don't, don't rely you know, then if we lose, then we got to worry about what other teams do. But if we if we take care of our business, we don't have to worry about them. Yeah, it doesn't matter because we're sitting in the driver's seat. Exactly, we're sitting in the driver's seat. You, if we do our business, if we handle our business, it doesn't matter what they do. Yeah, they could win fifteen to nothing. It doesn't matter. We won our game, right? Um, going, you know, so that's that's been the division update here. And going on to the MLB, there's you know some debates because it's starting to become you know the the awards are starting to you're starting to see who's who's going to be the guy. And the big one that I want to talk about, and, you know, it looks it looks like Blake Snell's going to be the NL Cy Young. I know people want to make a case for Mookie Betts, but I really feel like Acuna is the NL MVP. Easily. To me, the big debate is the AL MVP. Because Shohei Otani— Well, before we get to there, what do we think about AL Cy Young? What? Is that Garrett Cole, AL Cy Young? I, I'd imagine. Uh, I, mean, I, I haven't looked at the numbers. I, I, I It probably was Nathan Evaldi. It, it definitely was, for sure. Um, I don't sure. know how Shane McClanahan. I know he's been injured. No, he's. I, I haven't looked at the big time stats to see who is, and I'm going to look at those right now, just to get an idea of what I'm looking at. But I think the big one is the LMVP because you have Shohei Otani, who is the best player on on planet Earth. He yep. is. No question. Yeah, look at yeah, Garrett Cole's 14 and four, 275. Um. I mean, Zach Eflin's had a wow. Zach Eflin's had a really nice season, but I feel like it's Garrett Cole. Yeah, be, he, he Gos- le- I feel like it'll be either between Cole, Gray, Gosman, or Castillo. Gosman is probably going to win the strikeout title because he's up on Pablo Lopez by uh, nine. Yes. So yeah. it, it looks like Gosman's going to be the, you know the, uh, the strikeout leader, but it looks like Garrett Cole's the Cy Young. Uh, it, 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 would, it would appear to me. Yeah. And looking at the National League, I mean, Blake Snell. I don't even think it's close. <laughs> The fun, the fun part about Blake Snell is he leads the league. He leads the National League. Um, he's second in strikeouts, but that's because he's behind Spencer Strider. Right. But he's the leader in walks. He's walked 99 batters. His whip, I mean, it, 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 he doesn't— The fact that it's not higher than one point. Now, to be crazy. fair, he does not give up a lot of hits. So, you know, that definitely works in his favor. Yeah. But that's why his ERA is as nice as it is. But— the American League MVP. This is where things get interesting, because again, look, by the way, look at this. Dane Dunning is 14th on the ERA list at 388. <laughs> hey, John Gray at 15. Oh yeah, look at that. I didn't, I didn't even see his name there. Our pitching's been so. Is he just not qualified? To I don't know. There? I think yeah, he's like, he, got, he got injured. He did. He doesn't qualify. Okay. Also, I don't see McClanahan. Yeah. So I don't think. Anyway. 
again, like we've been saying, Otani is best, but Corey Seager has had a monster season. And I love Otani. I do. But when I was a kid, my dad instilled a philosophy in me for the MVP. And that philosophy is not, it's not the best player. It's not the most talented player. It's the most valuable player. That's what I said. Who has the best numbers? Because don't get caught up in the names. Don't get caught up in the talent of the player. Because in 19, and the example he always uses is 1988. Kurt, Kurt Gibson won the MVP for, for, for the National League with the Dodgers. And people have always crapped on that win. Well, it's one of the worst MVP because he didn't have a spectacular, he had a great season. But there were other guys that had a better season. But my dad was like, Bray, I'm telling you, they would not have gone anywhere close to a World Series without Kurt Gibson. And so I look at the same logic. There's only ever been, I think, two players to win the MVP on a last place team. That was Andre Dawson and Al Rodriguez with us. I think Dawson won it with the Cubs, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think he did with the Expos. I think it was with the Cubs. And I can't think of anybody else that has won in a last place team. So team success does kind of matter a little bit. It, it, it really does. And Otani, despite his best efforts, his team has sucked. He could not carry that team. And that, and that, and that, and that that's not his fault. That's Imrano's fault. That's the GM's fault. Um, but Corey Seager, without Corey Seager, we would not be in first. We, we would probably not even be in the playoffs. We'd be probably where the Mariners are, a game or two out. I mean, I know they're half, but yeah. a game or two out. We'd still be a really good team. But Corey Seager, I mean, it, there, to me, I don't see how you could have a debate here. Again, I know Otani's amazing, but you look at the American League. I mean, Seager has him. Seager's played less games. He has more RBIs. He has a better batting average. Now, Otani does have him in OBP, and he does have him in slugging. Otani has him in some categories, but I'm looking at the valuableness. Otani, if you take Otani away, the Angels just sink even lower. You take Seager away, we sink hard. We would be not having season, we'd be having him. He's hitting 332 with a 1,000 OPS. I mean, there's only two players in the American League that has that, and it's him and Otani. Yeah. He's played in, now. They may knock him on his games because he he's he's not even he's not even going to crack. Yeah, and you also got to factor in Otani's pitching, right? Um, you, you do have to factor in Otani's pitching, and again, that's where the talent comes in. But this is not who has more talent because if it was talent, Otani would have won last year too. But just like last year, Aaron Judge deserved it more. Without Judge, the Yankees would not have made the playoffs. It took Judge having a historic season for them to get in the playoffs. I mean, it was. They had some other good, you know, other guys that played well. But you look at team success. I mean, you know, Seager is probably not going to crack. He's not going to crack 120 games. And Otani's going to play 135 as, as, as a hitter. But, I mean, Otani has the power. He has he has the home run totals. And he's walked a lot more. It's because he doesn't take walks. But look, look at this number, Chase. Otani, again, I know that the games are different. He's played in 21 more games. Otani struck out 143 times this year. Corey Seager's only struck out 83. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Otani struck out more times than games he played. Seager is significantly less games than he played. Almost 30 games. I mean, that is a significant number. He does not strike out a ton, and he does not walk a ton. He is the quintessential put-the-ball-in-play guy. Yeah. He puts the ball in play. Yep. I mean, his OVP is almost 400. He's the MVP. I know everyone. I know that Otani is probably going to win. You're going to hear me say this up until award season, probably every single episode. Seager's the MVP. It's not Otani. Seager's and 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 it's this is not a Rangers bias. Partly because I've seen Seager play in every single game this season. But I mean, yes, Otani has it in some of the numbers, but. I've been in the same boat as you. I mean, I think Seager should win it as well. And, you know, I've all, my friends always tell me, no, it's going to be Otani. Seager's definitely going to be second. That's what they're saying. Um, he no, will definitely no, be the runner-up. It, it will yeah. be the most interesting awards race because if, if Seager can keep, if he can win that batting title, that would be huge. I think that would be, that would, that would. Is there anyone above him in the American League? No, but Yandy, well, Yandy Diaz is Yandy right there. Diaz is closing. Yeah. Is, Seager's at 332. Yandy's at Well, Yandy's hurt right now. Yes, he is. So. so we'll see. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I clicked. I clicked on the batting average again to see who has the lowest, and Anthony Volpe <laughs> has had the most. Has probably one of the weirdest seasons. He's 21 bombs, but a 207 batting average. Then it's Baez, Dalton Varsho, who's had a decent season. Carlos Correa, Zach Correa has just fallen off. Zach McKinstry, Miles Straw has been bad. Eugenio Suarez has only hit wow, 231. 208 strikeouts. For Eugenio, is he, that's got to lead the American League. Yep. And Teoscar right behind Oscar him. are right behind him. And then yeah. Luis Robert. And there's Adolis Garcia. But here's the difference between guys. Like, yeah, a little different statistically between Garcia and... But here's the difference and, between Garcia yeah. and Teoscar. Garcia yeah. has 11 more home runs. 11 more RBIs, yeah. 11 more RBIs. Yeah. <laughs> he has, you know, actually does not have as good a batting average. But has a better OBP and slugging percentage, and a sl- much better slugging and so, much better OPS. So, sorry. Looking at you know again the MVP, it's got to be Seager. It has got to be Corey Seager. In my humble Rangers opinion, <laughs> it has got to be Corey Seager. Um, and then taking a look at the National League uh, for their playoff race, there is a big race going on, and <laughs> in the National League right now, and that's for the wild card. The Braves, the Dodgers, and the Brewers have all clinched. I think the only thing that could change is if the Dodgers can somehow overtake the Braves for the number one seed. And that's it. Like, it's going to probably be Atlanta, I, I, Dodgers, yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah. Philadelphia has clinched the first wild card spot. So they've <laughs> taken one slot. So there's two slots remaining. Arizona's up a game. Chicago has the third spot. Miami's a half back. Cincinnati's one and a half. And then San Diego and San Francisco are both four and a half. So I'm ruling out personally San Diego and San Francisco. I am too. I think you're just gonna come up a little bit short. I'm ruling out Cincinnati too. I think it's between to Miami and Chicago. I think Arizona. Well, Arizona has Houston for a three game series and their year. And 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 not only that, but Houston's fighting for something. They both and, are. And and they could get Houston pissed. This was Arizona's kind of what, what we are this year. They weren't supposed to be this good, but they are they are pretty good. And I mean we're better than them. I think. I yes, think. we are. But. They're kind of coming into the year. They were kind of the same, like the same kind of expectations, and they exceeded them not as well as we have, of course. Mm-hmm. But you know, it. I know you're a big Marlins guy, but I'm pretty sure Solaire is still hurt. Alcantara is not going to pitch. No, I don't think so. I don't think Solaire is hurt. Or did Solaire? I back? think he is. I think well, I saw him playing in the field okay. the other day. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, I did see that Sandy Alcantara is not going to pitch. That's a big loss for Miami. It's a big time loss for Miami. Yeah. Um, to lose to lose your best pitcher. And I know he hasn't had the type of year you've wanted him to have, but I mean, still, he's they're they're a good team. I just think they may be one more offseason away from adding some pieces, possibly. I mean, I, I, mean, I think their pitching their unit is fine because you still got guys like Jesus Lazardo and Yuri Perez, who's a rookie showing a lot of talent. Yuri looks really good. Yeah, so I mean, they got guys. I think that they can really fill in for a, you know, I think they got three. Who am I missing? I'm missing someone. I'm looking. I'm looking them up right now. I'm. I'm trying. Yeah, to, I'm, I'm trying definitely to missing someone that they have. Quickly get to their team page on Baseball Reference because it lays out a little bit better than MLB.com does. Looking at their starting lineup, um, nobody's hurt right now. They're all healthy. Jazz is healthy. Brian De La Cruz, Jesus Sanchez, Jorge Soler, Yuli Gurriel's had a decent season for him. Um, doesn't have the power, but you know he's not much of a power bat. Josh Bell has Braxton been a, Garrett, that's what it was. Josh Bell's been a really nice addition. He's hit eleven. They were missing one thing. You, if you look at their list, they 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 have nobody besides Jorge Soler at twenty home runs, and Soler has thirty six. Yeah, they were missing power because you look at guys like Gene Segura, Joey Wendell, Luisa Rice. These are not power bats. I mean, Jesus Sanchez has thirteen. Jazz has eighteen, and Jazz would have a lot more if he wasn't injured. Brian De La Cruz has nineteen. But then the, the, at the deadline, they go out and acquire Josh Bell and Jake Berger. Well, Bell, in 48 games with Miami, has hit 11 bombs, and Berger, in 48 games, has hit 9. And both of them are hitting really well. If you look at their numbers right here, they're both OPS plus is over 100. I mean, they're both having really nice— they've been really nice additions to that lineup that needed some pop. And then look at their pitching staff. Alcantara's going to be out. Perez is on the 15-day IL right now. Lazardo, Braxton Garrett, Edward Cabrera, Edward Cabrera I think is who you were missing. No, I was missing Braxton Garrett, um, okay. but Edward Cabrera as well, yeah. They've been nice. Their bullpen has been pretty darn good. And then you got, looking at who else has started started in some games. Johnny for Cueto. But Johnny no. Cueto, who I love Cueto. I love, <laughs> he is one of my, he, he has a great windup. I just, I've always liked Johnny Cueto. They have, 
a decent team. It's just going to come down. And they actually, remember this, they did acquire Matt Moore off waivers yeah. from the Guardians. Yeah, so they, they did. did They did add another guy to their bullpen. And then I see another name here, ex-Ranger legend, <laughs> Chichi Gonzalez. Oh, wow, that's a name. But the Marlins are there. I just I don't know if they have enough to overtake the Cubs. I think they'll sneak in, but I just don't see them going past round one in the wild card. I, I don't. I, it's going to be Milwaukee versus probably them if they get in, and then Arizona and Philadelphia, and Philadelphia's going to win that one. Yeah, I feel like, and so they, it, they, listen, Arizona might not even make it. But they got a big final series coming up. I they mean, do. So we will, we will we will see with baseball. We're going to move on to college yeah. football now. Uh, Week four, we had some good games. Florida State at Clemson went to overtime. was a big-time game. Florida State got that one out. Yeah, Florida State was lucky to pull that one out. Yeah, they were. Ole Miss at Bama. I really wanted Ole Miss to win that one. I think it would have been interesting. But, you know, Bama, they just, they're still Bama. Yeah. They're just a little—there is some blood in the water, though. Uh, Colorado at Oregon was the big, like, whoa moment of the weekend for me because, I mean, I figured Colorado was going to lose. I just did not know it was going to be— what was it forty-two to six? Yeah, I mean it was it was it was bad. I think and and, and you know this this is going into that game. I'm like you know the, everyone's like you better believe Coach Prime is you know I brought my receipts and I want to go. Well, I brought receipts. You've played TCU, you've played Nebraska, and you've played Colorado State. I mean those are not powerhouse teams. I know TCU was in the they're championship. Not the same, they're, but they're not the same, they're not the same, they're not the same TCU. TCU. No. And I think that the fact they were 17 was simply because they were the national championship and they wanted to respect that. Right. But they've dropped out of the rankings now. Yeah. Nebraska's not ranked. Neither is Colorado State. And you were not shellacking those teams. They were with you for most of the game. And, I mean, they, they really pulled away from Nebraska late. Nebraska was a beating. But TCU, yeah, it was just a shootout, 45-42. And then Colorado State, we know, game of the year. I mean, I mean, it was it, it's one of those, like, you played really well, but, like, you're just you're not there yet. I know you want to think you are. But you're not, no. and Oregon proved that. Yeah, they they proved that big time, and now they got to play USC. Now they can win, but they can beat USC. What I see next, you have Oregon and Washington State as well. Oh, I was that Oregon State. It was Oregon State. Okay. Oregon State. Yeah. Whoops, that's just <laughs> on my on my script. Uh, but they can beat USC maybe. But next we have Oregon State at Washington State, two Pac-12 opponents. I mean, you know, I wasn't. You know, I was, I was a baseball game, so I was not able to catch. Were you able to catch that game? I wasn't. So, I, um, I yeah, I was at the Ranger game. So this Saturday, I missed. I'll, I missed some good college football. I really did. Yeah. Um, but you know, I went and saw Jordan Montgomery, just destroy Deal. destroy the Mariners' hopes and dreams, which I got nothing against. Which are still so aren't broken yet. Because you know they're going to be mad versus us in the, in the four-game series in Seattle. They, of course they're going to be mad. They are going to be But can upset. they beat us? That's 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 the important thing, Chase, yeah. is can they beat us? And I don't know. Uh, Oregon State won a shootout there, 38-35. to 35. Both those Pac-12 teams are very interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they really are. Um, God. I'm looking at something. Uh, then we got Iowa at Penn State. I mean— Again, we, we just kind of threw out some games. And again, I had to check the scores because I was not able to watch, um, unfortunately. Then after that, Ohio State-Notre Dame, which was a great game last year. It was kind of funny because I had to watch that game multiple times because of a lot of the, the scouting I did for Ohio State players. Mm-hmm. I watched that Notre Dame game probably, oh God, probably 10 times for Ohio State players because, well, it was a good game to watch. And, you know, but Ohio State did win. 17-14 in a really close game. And Penn State blew out Iowa 31 nothing. Yeah. Uh, Texas at Baylor. Blow out. Yeah, Texas won. I mean, was, Baylor's it just... Was it close? I have a friend that goes there. I've said that before. Baylor, he's just... He, he, he tells me all the time, Baylor's just not good. Yeah. He's like, this good. might be the worst Baylor team I've ever seen. Yeah. And then we got week five. Got some previews to do here. Kansas at Texas. It's a big game. It, it is a big game. Know, I mean... Everyone's Kansas, been looking, overlooking Kansas for years. They're always, you know, they're the basketball school, but they are... I believe ranked number 24 in the country. They are 4-0, and they're coming to Austin. So, again, a, a team that you can't take, you know, you can't take for granted. you got to go out there and continue playing how you've been playing, and Texas should, should take care of business. Yeah, I don't think you want to lose to Kansas. I think that would really look bad. And not not just because, I mean, not not really because you lost, because you lost to a team that everyone thinks is a laughingstock. 
Right. Even no, if they're not even. I mean, last couple of years they've been yeah, very, even very, even, very competent. Even though they're not a laughing stock, people still think of them as a laughing right. stock. That's the thing is the perception. If you go up to people that know very little about college football and say talk about Kansas, they may be like, "Oh yeah, they won. They win in basketball, but uh, they don't win in football." Right. So Texas ought to win that game. Yeah. Uh, Utah and Oregon State. This is a big time Pac-12 matchup. I mean, Utah looks like they could be trying to sneak into that college football playoff. Yeah. They really, I know that, you know, they're trying. They're trying their dangest to, uh, if that's a word, I'm going to make it a word, dangest. I don't think it is. I th- I'm coining it. All right. Uh, you know, t- Utah's <laughs> ranked number 10. Oregon State's 19. If Oregon State could win this one, if DJ Ugalongale can help or- help those Beavers beat the Utes, it's a battle of nice mascots. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Beaver versus the Utes. Uh, we got Florida at Kentucky, and Florida had a big win over Tennessee. Hopefully we don't have a fight. At the end of the game, yeah, that was crazy. Which was, no, it was, I, yeah, it was I funny. Funny, <laughs> I did too. They had a fight, but uh, Florida ought to win that game. USC at Colorado, kind of talked about this one. Colorado, they got to win this game. I mean, if if you want to continue being thought of as the marquee college place, you got to. I supposed to be more competitive. You got to at least hang with them. Yeah, you got. I mean, you're the home team. Game. You're twenty one and a half point underdogs. You you got to hang with Caleb Williams and them and them USC Trojans. LSU at Ole Miss, Jaden Daniels, Ole Miss. I mean, this is this is gonna be a good matchup. I think you know Jaden Daniels is one of my favorite quarterback prospects in the entire you know landscape of college football. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do against you know another ranked opponent. Yeah, um, we got Abilene Christian at UNT. Usually, you know, we got to bench the UNT games. Yeah, uh, if we don't win this game, that's uh, I'll, I'll just be ready for basketball season. Yeah, that, you can't <laughs> lose to Abilene Christian, bro. That is is bad. Notre Dame at Duke. Duke, the football school, will be taking on them Fighting Irish uh, at Duke. So, I mean... Both teams will look good. Please, dear God, let Duke win. Because it would be so funny. Because nobody likes Notre Dame. Notre Dame is like the Dallas Cowboys of college football. <laughs> nobody likes them. And I really just want to see them lose. I yeah. think it'd be really, really funny. Then uh, we got the South Carolina Gamecocks going to uh, Tennessee. And... I mean, obviously, Joe Milton, probably my second favorite quarterback prospect behind Daniels. I I love not Shake Milton, as I once famously yeah, called him. Yeah, a few weeks ago. Joe Milton and his rocket arm. I mean, this is, uh, he's a really, really fun quarterback. Yeah, extremely watch. talented. And so I, I kind of hope Dallas drafts him. I think it'd be really fun. But I think we have our, you know, young developmental quarterback in Trey Lance. Uh, but Tennessee ought to win that game. But, you know, I mean... South Carolina's been playing some good football. Yeah. Spencer Rattler has been trying his hardest to to you know bring some prestige back to South Carolina. Uh, Alabama at Mississippi State. I don't know why I said that in such a country accent. <laughs> Alabama at Mississippi. It, but I mean, Bama's got to win this one if they want to continue being thought of as Bama. Yeah. If you lose this to Mississippi State, then you're that that blood in the you're water. You're falling close to being unranked. Yeah. That that blood in the water that I keep think saying that everyone is in the SEC is smelling. It it's gonna be they're gonna be taking advantage of it at that point. Yeah. So a good slate of college football games this weekend for sure. And then we have to talk about this. I don't want to. I want to make that very clear to everybody out there. I, me and Chase, we do not want to talk about this. Okay. Because Sunday I was feeling really nice because the Rangers had won, but also there was a dark cloud that was that was over my my house that day. And that was because the Dallas Cowboys lost. And it wasn't just a loss. I, I, we lose games. You're not going to go 17 and 0. Yeah. I know that. But it, the problem I had was not, not just how you lost, which was awful. You lost to the freaking Arizona Cardinals, the team that has long been thought of as the Caleb Williams, you know, future home. Right. I mean, it is, I don't think so. I really don't. I think they want to believe in Kyler Murray. You invest that kind of pick, you need to stick by him. I believe more in Josh Dobbs. I do believe in Josh Dobbs. I mean, I've always liked him. I always felt he was one of those quarterbacks that never got a fair chance. And he's getting a chance, and he's showing he's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. You know? And did you, did you, there was a video of him at the at the Cardinals team store. Yeah, I saw that. He was like, yo, they don't got, I know I'm new, but like, they, I'm not an option, bro. This is, we, 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 we got to fix this. I just beat the Dallas Cowboys. But it, it was, and I know that I'm a big time, you know, and I, I think you are, I'm a big time Dak Homer. And, you know, I know you're a Dak fan. Of course. You're, you're, not, you're not a Dak hater, not one of those Cowboys fans. I love Dak to death, and I do not think he was one of the problems. 
The defense was just horrendous. I, I felt that he played well. He played really well. And the problem was is that he his worst throw of the day came at the worst possible time. Yeah. And so everybody uses that throw as the ammunition to be like, well, see, Dak is trash. Dak is whatever. And I'm like, okay, clearly you didn't watch the game. You just look at the box score. Box scores don't tell you much about a, about a sports game, baseball or football or basketball. The stat lines, they don't tell you what happened. They, 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 don't, they don't tell the story. Right. They, 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 they can show you how a team scored points. You know, they this guy threw this guy, you know, whatever. But you don't see it. You don't see, like, we were watching, you know, we, we watched the, like, I just randomly clicked on the All-22. We saw one of those, you know, deep passes early. Stephon Gilmore didn't break. And Curse's back was turned. So, I mean, in the stat line, that, is just like, that, that looks, well, it's a pass for, what was it, like, by 20 yards, whatever. But we can, you have to watch it and go, okay, they got that because this guy did this and this guy, you know, they, it, it. Box scores are nice, but they don't tell the story of the game. And Dak's box score does not look amazing because the interception, and if you see when it happened, you'll go, wow, he cost his team the game. But if you watched it, you go, no, he didn't cost his team the game. Your red zone offense cost him. And you could say, well, the red zone offense, that's on Dak. I blame McCarthy and Schottenheimer. They just, they better figure it out. They got to figure There's it out. There's a lot to work on. It was, and, a, it was just a bad game overall. The defense was just yeah. didn't, come to sh- didn't come to play. And you know you're you're facing your three offensive linemen are out, and honestly in pass protection they were fine. I never felt like they were complete liability. I mean Doga did not play amazing. There were several times off that off that left side that he was letting a guy through, but it was I think in the run blocking they had trouble getting second level. They had trouble. They just they had some trouble. And they're young. T.J. Bass was Brock Hoffman. All three young guys. I like T.J. Bass. I think you could really develop him into Zach Martin's successor. It sounds crazy, but Martin's not going to be around forever. He may have, what, three or four more years left? Maybe you can develop, you know, keep TJ Bass on a cheap deal and, you know, develop him as, 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 as the backup yeah. as, as, and as the successor. But I really, if Tyron is not back, Tyron, Tyron Smith's not back, move Tyler to left tackle and let Adoga play guard. Adoga's a much better guard than he is tackle. Yeah, for sure. Just because a guy can play, hey, I played tackle in practice. I wasn't very good at it, yeah. but just because you can play tackle, you know what to do, does not make you a good tackle. Like it, it, it's really yes, the transition is different, but it honestly is not as hard as some analysts want to think it is. It, it's not easy to play to be able to, you know do guard and tackle, but there's some differences, but not a ton that just makes it really difficult. But he's a much better guard than he is tackle. I think it's just because when you he's not good on an island, he's not good on that left tackle. You, you got to block this guy. You got no help. At guard, you have some help. The center can help you, guy, whatever, you know. But the only help you have as a tackle is usually a chip. And he just he seemed to struggle with it. So I wouldn't mind trying to reconfigure that, especially if you want Tyler Smith to be your future left tackle. You may want to start playing him over there at left right. tackle. <laughs> uh, could be a, a smart thing to do. But then, like you said, the defense just was awful. Yeah. And the penalties, I, I never like blaming the refs. And I stress to everybody, don't blame the refs. Even in a game like the Des Bryant game, it was fourth and what? Fourth and one? And you threw a deep ball? You didn't run DeMarco Murray? He ran for 1,800 yards that year. So even then, you could point out, yes, the refs made a bad call, but you could have done this. When all those Saints fans were crying about the pass interference, there was still an overtime. There was still, I mean, just because that, that call did not cost you the game, it certainly did not help your chances. But you still had multiple chances to win that football game and didn't. So you cannot blame the pass interference. It's like I don't blame the rest for the des catch. I hate it. If it had been, if it had been called properly, we may have won through both that yeah. year. Yeah. But I don't blame the refs solely because they could have run a nice little draw. They could have run a sweep. They could have run something that got two yards, not trying to go for the end zone. But I felt like the refs just didn't help you. Um, and and the big one for me was the. When they, when they picked up the PI call against, uh, I think it was Marco Wilson on Gallup, that's PI. I know the NFL, and I'm pretty sure the NFL has sent out a memo that said, "Hey, quit calling so many pass interferences. People are getting pissed at the amount of flags you guys are throwing." So I understand that, but in that game, those were some flag happy refs. And then 
suddenly, no, we're not going to throw one. And then CD figure. got called for the OPI, which yeah. I think could have gone either way. It, it, it was one of those games where it felt like they picked the wrong times to throw it and the wrong times to, to not throw it. And that was P.I. Not because not he got there early. He did. But Gallup still got his hands on the ball. He didn't turn around. Unless they've changed the rule, and I don't, and I don't think they have, if you don't turn your head around and you make that contact point, that's pass interference. Yeah. It's textbook. I don't care if it's, well, you're letting them play. No, no, no. That's pass interference by the rule book. Okay? I don't want to, you know what I mean? It really bothers me because that could have been a nice first down. I mean, the resident offense still may have sputtered, but hey, it was just, it was a bad game everywhere. Yeah. So you move on. It, and New England scares me because, I mean, Bill Belichick, I mean, if whoever, you know, I mean, if Jonathan Gannon can contain your offense, imagine what Bill Belichick can do. I mean, that that's scary. To me, it's going to come down to the Bill O'Brien versus Dan Quinn matchup. Who who wins that? If Dan Quinn can beat Bill O'Brien, which I'm fairly certain he can, then you can win this football game. Yeah. But I hope the defense gets a fire lit, lit under their butts because it was, they looked tired. They look they look like this. Well, we're the Cowboys. They're the Cardinals. We're going to win. So we don't have to try. We don't have to do it. We could just, you know, be out there. Everyone made mistakes. Jaron Kirsch made mental mistakes. Donald Mosley made mental mistakes. Your your inside run defense was fine. Hankins was an anchor. And Mozzie, I felt, played pretty well, too. But when they ran to the outside, it felt like your linebackers and safeties had no idea what they were doing. They, yeah. are, they missed open tackles. They took awful routes. I felt like I was watching a whole team of Jalen Smiths playing run defense here. I mean, it was it was it was awful. So I'm hoping that they can figure out their crap before the Patriots, because if you don't if you don't play assignment style football against Bill Belichick, you're going to lose. Yeah, if you don't 100. And they have the potential defensive rookie of the year in Christian Gonzalez, who's been playing exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my Patriots insider, also known as Seth, the guys on the you know, uh, uh, the draft uh, show with us. Uh, he's you know he's telling me that Jonathan Jones is back. Jack Jones could be back, so they could have you know their three of their corners back. They've got a really good defense, but what scares the crap out of me is that front: Matthew Judon, Josh Uche, uh, Dietrich Wise, Christian Barmore. If you cannot, if your offensive line is hurt, I pray for Dak. Yeah, they still gave up what like two sacks against the Cardinals front. And their front's not that good. The Patriots front is arguably as good or better than yours. I know that sounds... I mean, it is. Because, I mean, Barmore... I mean, uh, with, with Osa playing the way he is, I don't think so. But arguably, they got they got, they, they got some dudes over there. Yeah. And they're going to eat your lunch if your offensive line is not healthy. So you got to get healthy. I felt that Bland played okay. He's still pretty new to the outside because he was our slot guy most of last year. Right. And then got put outside. But I think Dan Quinn's going to do some fun configurations like Israel Mukwamu... You know, I mean, obviously you've seen with guys like Marquise Bell, who's been kind of put everywhere on the field. I I really think that, uh, you know, the Cowboys are going to figure it out, but it was just a bad game. Yeah. So uh, I went 11-5. and five, um, Looking at the trying to I will, – we will have to rush through these a little bit because we don't want to take up too much time. But yeah. Niners, <laughs> and, Niners and Giants, I mean, the Niners won that one. That was pretty easy. Uh, yeah. Then we got the Ravens. Got Colts at Ravens. I think we both took Ravens. And, one to one. And just uh, <laughs> yep. it was the Colts. The Colts played better. Yep. Titans at Browns. I took the Browns. Browns won that game. I felt pretty good about it. Uh, the Browns as well. Falcons at Lions. I took the Lions. I think so did you. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I took the Lions. There was something I disagreed with you on. It wasn't that yet. No, it was. I think it was. Was it? It wasn't Saints at Packers. I took the. I took the Saints. You did. Oh, the Packers won. So yeah. there's there's a loss for you. Yeah. <laughs> Texans at Jags. We both took a loss on this one. Yep. Just the Texans. They, if if their offensive line was healthy, they'd be a pretty darn, pretty darn good football team. I, yeah, sounds, I, I've, I kind of like how their offense is. Their old line just does not play well because yeah. they're all injured, and so Stroud is getting David Card. Yeah. I mean it. So you know, uh, Broncos at Dolphins. <laughs> oh, this was a fun one. I have to just talk. We just a quick little. Yeah. I mean, this was. Uh, Wait, you did Dolphins, right? This was yes, yes, okay. I did. Okay. This was a historically bad performance from the Broncos. I walked into my uh, my history class uh, yesterday, and our teacher, our our, our professor, so I have to get used to saying that. Um, our professor was like, 
you know, class, you know, I love sports. He, and we're like, what? And he goes, well, because you can always look at someone else and be going, I'm having a bad day, but I'm not having as bad a day as a Broncos <laughs> defense coordinator. So, God. so you know, yeah. keep, keep dropping my freaking pen. I like, I like to talk with a pen, even though you can't see me. Um, I think both of the Dolphins. 70, they scored 70 points. They had a Madden score. Yeah. Okay. Chargers at Vikings. I think you took the Chargers. I think I did. And I took the Vikings. Yeah. So there's a lot that, that, I think that's when we agreed, disagreed on it. Uh, Patriots at Jets. I had the Pats. I think. I, th- I took the Patriots. I yeah. don't trust the Jets yet. Yeah, you don't trust the Jets. And yeah. if you didn't hear the, the report, there's some turmoil going on in uh, the Jets that you know, a lot of the players are mad that Sala keeps just praising Zach Wilson. And I, I thought that Seth, well, I, was, I talked to him about it last night. He made, he made a good point, which was, what's he supposed to say? Well, you know, the guy that's going to be our starter for the rest of the season, he sucks. I hate him. You have to defend him in public. But I think the I think it's just the players more just mad that Zach Wilson's their quarterback again. I because I mean, if you had Aaron Rodgers, you'd probably you could be three and zero. Yeah. I don't I don't think they would have won't beat again. Not only would have beat us, but if they had Aaron Rodgers, they'd have beat they would have beat New England. So I mean, it's they only lost by five points. So I and, and they only scored ten. Yeah. So I really feel like that you know the Jets are just they're they're spiraling again. Uh, poor Jet. I we'll see, we'll see, what, see what adjustments they can make. Yeah, uh, Bills at Commanders. Bills. Bills. Bills yeah. <laughs> uh, Panthers at Seahawks. I'm happy. Yeah, I, you you let me know that Bryce Young was out because I switched the Seahawks and yeah. I was right there. I think so were you. Bears at Chiefs. And in quick side note to all the Swifties, <laughs> she was there. And it, it is it is shocker. It she is, was there. It is confirmed. All right. And I, I don't like the gossip stuff just because it's not sports. It's yeah. for all the non-sports fans to just get into it a little bit. It is interesting though. It is it is really fun just because it's it adds a level of non seriousness to sports, which is kind of nice. But uh, my favorite joke has been someone was like, "If if football analysts aren't careful, you know the Swifties are crazy, and they're going to be like, it's too high safety. They got to run this. Like they're going to be smarter than the coaches, because they're going to they're going <laughs> to crash course football, you know, football strategy, and because uh, they're very dedicated to Taylor Swift." Yeah. Uh, and the next uh, album, I think, that's going to be titled "I Hate the Kansas City Chiefs." <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, I think it's uh, going to be it, it, her. Her next album will be interesting. Uh, Cowboys at Cardinals. Just talked about this one. I think we both had Dallas, yep. and uh, well, we were wrong. Uh, Steelers at Raiders. Both. I think we, I, I had the Raiders in that one, and I think you did. I'm sorry, I had the Steelers. Sorry, I, I had the Raiders. Okay. I was gonna well, say I, I know I remember we disagreed on that one. So whatever. Yeah, yeah you. Were. I, had the, I had the Steelers. Yeah, and I was right. Uh, Buccaneers at e- Eagles at Bucks. I'm mad at you for this one. It's okay. You, I went with you, them too. You coaxed me in. You you persuaded me. You you tricked me into picking the Buccaneers, <laughs> and then I picked them, and I was wrong. Yeah, well, I was wrong too. Though, but they so. did put up a decent fight at first, so it'll be interesting. I mean, the Eagles are playing really well. Yeah. Uh, Rams at Bengals. I had the Bengals. I had the Bengals too, and they won. So. I went eleven and five. I went ten and six. So all right, we you know we're feeling pretty good. I think the Raiders was what you lost yours on. Yeah. Week four. All right, we got some big games here in week four. Lions at Packers. They're in Green Bay. Thursday night football. This is gonna be an interesting matchup. Jordan Love. They they squeaked it out. I think that Dan Campbell is gonna build off of last year where they they went into Lambeau and beat him. I got the Lions in this game. Give me the Lions as well. All right. Kind of just put it to the right. And, uh, I guess you just put it to the right. Yeah. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put. A, uh, a C next to the team that the, you pick, okay. so that you know for Chase. Yeah, uh, that, that works for me. And I usually put minus right here. So I, if you know what you guys can't see, what we're talking about. I have a little notebook that I keep it on because I do it by hand because it, it feels 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 nicer. Uh, you you good? Yeah. Uh, Falcons at Jaguars. I know the Jaguars played bad. So this is a London game, member. This is a London game, and the Jags. What's the record in London? I'm curious because they usually play well because you know that's where Shad Khan. I think they won uh, their first. Remember they were. I think they were a zero one team when they went there last week or last couple of years and they won. I think on a Riley Patterson game winning field goal. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm correct. A, so they asked Jerry Jones about the Taylor Swift stuff and he said that uh, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones lauds Taylor Taylor Swift's effect on NFL TV ratings. Quote: It makes you smile. <laughs> I mean, it, hey, it helps. Yeah. It does help the ratings. I mean, the Swifties are going to be all Chiefs fans. I mean, it, it, they, they really are, It which is, that's exactly what we need, Chase. More bandwagon sh- freaking Chiefs fans. Exactly, yeah. But, hey, it'll be interesting. Anyways, give me the Jags. Give me the Falcons. All right. I'm going to take the Falcons. I think the Jags are just reeling from that loss against the Texans, and I, I think the Falcons. Put me on the other side. Uh, yeah, just right. Boom. Just yep. Uh, Dolphins at Bills. This is going to be a big team. This is, this is a big game. 
The Dolphins look really good, and Jalen Waddle's back at practice. Mm-hmm. So that offense they said he, they said he's gets that offense gets better. It just scored seventy points, and that's not a bad Broncos defense. So in my at least, at least secondary wise, in my opinion, it's tough because they put in a lot of points, and so could they be overconfident? I'll tell you this right now: I'm going to go with the Bills. I, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to go with you on this one. I'm going to go with the Bills, um, just because I I, I I like that. Yeah. Uh, Vikings at Panthers. Bryce Young will be back. And the Vikings are just spiraling. So I, now, again, I do look at coordinators. Brian Flores, who's a disciple of Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick always killed rookie quarterbacks, always. And Flores was always there. So it, it's a tough matchup. The Vikings really need to get back in the win column. But the Panthers, Bryce Young could really use a win. So it's one of those, it, it's an interesting game. I think Bryce Young's still playing a little injured. I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings as well. All right. So I'm not overlooking we're both, it. We're both I'm looking good. at the better team here. Yeah. Uh, Broncos at Bears. Now, this has a chance to be the greatest game of the year. Broncos at Bears. Th- this is the Super Bowl, guys. This is the biggest game of the year. Give me g- give me the Bears. Give me the Broncos. I'm going to okay. go with the Broncos. All right. Give, give me the Bears. I mean, the Broncos are just they are dead. Ravens at Browns. Now, oh, that was Ravens at Bengals that played. Ravens at Browns, they're in Cleveland. Ravens coming off a bad loss to the Colts, not looking very good. The Browns looking pretty good. I'm taking the Browns at home. I'm gonna go with Baltimore here. Right. I know they're I know they're beat up. I know they the, the run game is you know, they don't really know who their starting running back right. is right now. Um, but I think that just we'll see. Just look at who they have on the other side of the ball. Lamar Lamar Jackson. I'm just gonna go with that. Steelers at Texans. They're at home. Steelers coming off a big win. T.J. Watt is probably going to kill C.J. Stroud. Texans coming off a big win, though. But Texans coming off a big win, playing with some confidence. I'm taking the Steelers, though. I liked, I, I want to pick the Texans so bad, but I just can't. I really do, too. And because you picked the Steelers, I'm going to go with the Texans. All right. All right. We're going to disagree yeah, a little bit here. I'm going to do it. I don't want to force you, though. To do that. No, it's not that. I, w- okay. I wanted to go with them anyway. I think that they, you know, after this week that they had, they, they really have that, right. like, that spark now. That, like, whoa, we could put up 31 points at a game. Against a team that I don't know if they put a thirty-one exactly. I don't remember what the score. I think they put up a good amount. They might have been thirty-one. Um, uh, but anyways, I mean, I think that I think that they got the momentum right now. Yeah. So give me them. Rams at Colts. Now I think the Colts get AR. Yeah, he's he's questionable, but I give me the Rams. I think I just their offense is going to eat eat the Colts lunch. I think I think I'm going with the Colts. All right, they got. I mean, they you can beat them without Anthony Richardson versus the rate beat the Ravens without Anthony Richardson. All right, they. I think they can, they can. They're at home. They're at home versus the, the Rams, so I think they can. Your funeral, uh, but <laughs> Buccaneers at Saints. Give me the Saints at home. Uh, you know, give me the Saints. I mean, they're coming off a really close win in Lambeau. Yeah. You can, give me the Saints. Give me the Saints too. And I think these will be the two teams that kind of decide the, the NFC South. So yeah. uh, really to be the got big. the commies going up to Philadelphia, the city of the most ironically named city of all time, the city of brotherly love. Um, I still find it funny. As much as I want to pick the Commanders, I'm picking the Eagles. Commanders and, have been ruining a lot of people's seasons. And I swear, and I'm not changing if you tell me. <laughs> no. Going no I'm Eagles. going with the Eagles, too. Yeah. All right. Bengals at Titans. Give me the Bengals in this game. I like the Titans, but they're bad loss. Bengals need to get back, need to stay in the win column. Give me the Bengals. Same here. I'm with you. Road. I'm with you. Uh, Raiders at Chargers. Chargers are just give me the you know what I'm picking an upset give me the Raiders because I think if I think the Chargers are just in a really bad place right now I think Brandon Taylor is going to get fired at some point this season I can see it too so give me the I think this is going to be one of those games that that you look back and say that's why he got fired give me the Raiders I'm saying the Chargers though I think Eckler is on his way back yeah and they lost Mike Williams for the year which sucks here's the big one but give me the Chargers Patriots at Cowboys. Cowboys coming off a bad loss. They got to have a fire lit under their butt. Give me the Cowboys. I know that's a bit of a bold pick after last week, but I'm sticking with my boys. Give me the Cowboys. You want the Cowboys? Yep. All right. Cardinals at Niners. Again, I want to go with the, I want to <laughs> go with the Cardinals so bad. I want to look like a genius. However, <laughs> I, I just I don't I don't see that happening. I think the Niners have an offense that's just going to kill the that's just going to kill the Cardinals. Give me the Niners. Give me the Niners. I mean, I mean Unfortunately, I do hope the Cardinals win though. Yeah. Chiefs at Jets. Chiefs. I mean, I the Swifties Chiefs. get the Chiefs get a the Swifties get a win, and I'm gonna circle the C because there's a lot of C's there. <laughs> Chiefs. 
Uh, Seahawks at Giants at home. Give me, give me the Hawks. I mean, I I just don't see the Giants winning this game. Give me the Seahawks. And then Monday Night Football. Oh wait, that's Monday Night Football. That's yeah, there's it. two Monday Night. Sorry, yeah. there's two Monday Night that's games. It. Yeah. So, and uh, again, we will not be able to mention these games until the next week. So next week will be baseball playoff preview. We're gonna each have a bracket. What we think is gonna happen, we will know if the Rangers are in the playoffs at that point. So we're hoping that the next time we're talking to you folks, that the Rangers will be in the playoffs. And uh, you know, it it really it's crunch time. It it is, and so we're hoping it's gonna be a great weekend of sports. We will mention the Cowboy game next week, and we'll probably preview the next game because they're the Cowboys, and that's you know we do DFW sports. Uh, aside, you sure you don't want to go over the week, the, the Sunday games and Thursday game? Aside from that, we we can and just reiterate Monday Night Football, and then we 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 may just do that. Yeah, and then do we 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 will do Week Five predictions as well. Yeah, and then it'll just it, it'll be a little wonky because whoever the Seahawks and the Giants play, it'll be like, well, we don't know who's you know, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, and we will talk to you guys next Monday for the emergency episode. Yep, that's what's going to be dubbed. Um. And again, you can listen to this episode on YouTube, Spotify, and Amazon Music. It's on all three under the same name, and I post it to all my stuff. So, guys, we'll see you next Monday. Yeah, hopefully with some smiles on our face. Hopefully, yep. See you, guys. See you.